second principle that helped us in setting boundaries was to choose the right battles. We have to decide what issues really matter and what we should let go so that we aren't always nagging them, we aren't always on their backs. Sometimes there's a reason why a child is misbehaving or having a tantrum, for example. We found the acronym HALT very helpful to recognise four of the most common triggers for bad behaviour. H stands for hungry. When our children arrived back from school, their behaviour was often at its worst, arguing, fighting each other and so on. It took us some time to realise often they were hungry and giving their meal earlier or giving them a snack if their meal wasn't ready changed their behaviour for the better. A stands for anxious or angry. Anxiety and anger can come out in bad behaviour. We need to find out what's upsetting them as they might be struggling to understand what they're feeling. Sometimes it'll come out at bedtime and talking it through or reassuring them can make all the difference to how they feel and subsequently behave. L stands for lonely. It's worth asking, is our child in need of time or attention, a hug or some encouragement? I remember one mother telling us how her son, aged six, had come back from school in a terrible mood. She realised something was very wrong, so she just sat on the stairs beside him and put her arm round him for five minutes. She said that after that he was fine, and he told her later that no one had played with him in the playground, so he was lonely. He just needed his emotional tank filling up again. And T stands for tired. School or nursery are really tiring for children and they will often be out of sorts when they get home. Similarly, after a sleepover, they're quite likely to be bad-tempered. And for some children, just being around a lot of people can be draining for them and the impact of that spills over in their behaviour. It may be that all they need is some downtime or a rest or an earlier bedtime. Now, of course, the same questions apply to us. It's worth asking ourselves, are we hungry, anxious, lonely or tired? That can help us recognise whether we're being reasonable in the way we're reacting to our children's behaviour. When our own children were young, I often realised I would react badly if I was tired or worried. I'd find myself being impatient and snappy with them, when actually they'd done nothing to deserve that sort of treatment. Understanding the acronym HALT, hungry, anxious, lonely, tired, has been a huge help to us. With our six-year-old, for example, uh, I find that he sometimes plays up and it's because he's anxious. And I wouldn't, it's um, often, I noticed before the beginning of going back to school, for example, for two days before that, he was really playing up. And uh, it took us a little while to work out that that's probably why it was. It was anxious about going back to school. Tired as well is, is a big thing as well. If, if, if they don't get through, if we don't get through the bed routine, uh, bedtime routine quick enough um, within good time, then sometimes it can go also a little bit pear-shaped at the end of the day. And it's also helped us to just be more lenient at certain times instead of being all regimental yeah. and now let's find a consequence for this behavior. Yeah. We, we just be a little bit more gentle and say, oh dear, like now we've all had a meltdown, let's just have a snack now and a cup of tea and then we'll start again. And so I guess just knowing about HALT has yeah. helped us parent a little bit more gently. A third principle for setting boundaries is to recognise the difference between natural childishness and disobedience. An example of our child disobeying what we've said and exerting their own will would be walking through a puddle in their shoes when you've just told them not to. Other examples might be not staying in bed when they know clearly it's bedtime and we've said goodnight, watching a TV programme they know they're not allowed to watch, 
refusing to leave a friend's house when it's time to go home. By contrast, natural childishness is children being children. They'll do childish things. Accidents will happen. Children are not mature adults, and we shouldn't expect them to behave like adults. So, some examples of natural childishness for different age children might be milk getting knocked over at breakfast because their arm's not long enough to reach, toys left out in the rain, clothes getting dirty or even torn when playing outside, wet towels left on their bed. It will help us enormously if we can distinguish between disobedience and natural childishness, and the need to deal decisively with the one and cutting them some slack with the other. Obviously, as they get older, we have to make adjustments. What is childishness when they're three can be carelessness when they're seven. At seven, they know that wet towels shouldn't be left on a bed, whereas at three, it would be childishness. I think it's really helpful recognising childish behaviour, natural childish behaviour and deliberate disobedience. Mm. It's really helped me in my parenting, actually, because you can get really cross about things like, you know, a child, sort of young child, opening the car door and smacking it into a tree, um, or to every mealtime a drink gets spilled over the floor and things like that. And actually, they're young, it's just a natural part of life when you're that age, you know, sort of, and it's accidents happen. Um, and it does help if that's not one of your triggers to, for getting angry or getting cross, but you can just put it down to childish behaviour. And then you also recognise when something's more deliberate and that can help you parent more effectively, I think, definitely. So, the third principle for setting boundaries is to recognise natural childishness. The fourth principle is maintaining a sense of humour. Humour makes such a difference to the atmosphere of our home. So try not to get too uptight about the battles. Find time to laugh about them with your partner or with other parents when your children aren't within earshot. Well, we have a worksheet for you to uh, work on today. You'll find it in the study guide section or you can find it on our website. I encourage you not to just do this alone, but to do the worksheet with your partner in parenting if available or with a group if you can put one together to discuss and work on the course together. Have a good one. We'll see you tomorrow.